eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we have a special interview ahead of the NWSL playoff semifinals. Please subscribe to us so that you never miss out whenever we go live. Today, we are joined by Portland Thorns FC forward Morgan Weaver. Welcome to the show, Morgan. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited. We're very excited to have you on the show, chat all things Portland Thorns ahead of the playoffs here. Uh, The NWSL had an international break before the playoffs, and Portland, as the second seed, had a bye week. uh, And we just want to know, off the bat, a big game on the line. Did you happen to watch the quarterfinal games? (laughs) Yes, I watched both games. Well, second half of the Kansas City game, because I was coaching. Oh, Oh, You're a coach? Who do you coach? Um, I coach AU 13 girls in Lake Oswego. We're called the Chaos. Nice. The Chaos. I love that. How it like fitting. A, yeah. Right? Because they're chaotic. <laughs> yeah, 13 year old girls. And so is NWSL, quite frankly, with the playoffs. That's so is very it, true. Is it like a team or is it like a mm-hmm. individual training sessions? It's a team. Yes, yeah, so you guys it's like a complete team. Yeah. So I'm in my C license course as well. So I have this team as well. So it's actually really fun. Nice. That is really cool. I I love that you're a coach and and you're chatting about it. What has started coach, like when you started coaching and you started having to teach 13 year old girls, the the chaotic of these 13 year old girls, what did you learn about maybe yourself as a person and as a player when you started coaching? Honestly, I think it's actually helped me as a player because I've noticed little things like openings um, because they play four, three, three, you know? So it's just like simple things like that. And like, well, why didn't you just do this? And I'm like, well, that's like related back to me. Like, why didn't I just do this? So it's actually kind of cool to like 
put them in my place as well. And I love the girls. They're great. And they have a lot of questions. So it's really fun to be around them. Oh yeah. 13 year old girls. They, they like to chat. They have lots of questions. <laughs> yes. So um, it, it was uh, your birthday just the other day, uh, perhaps also an off day for Portland Thorns. How did you celebrate? What did you do? And happy, happy birthday from us at Attacking Third. Thank you. Um, well, it was yesterday. So I had my C license course. We had a Zoom meeting and then I went and got my nails done with my friend Marissa. Let's see them. Yes. I don't know if you can really see that. Oh yeah, beautiful. A light pink for those listening yes. as a pod. Yes, light, light pink. And then um, we went to dinner and we went to a place called Chart House with a C. Um, it was really delicious. And we had a lava cake for dessert. So good. Highly recommend. And then we came back and watched some TV on Hulu. Perfect. Sounds like a perfect birthday. <laughs> it was great. It was perfect. Yeah, no, it's got to keep it simple. That's the best way to uh, to celebrate one's birthday. Uh, let's let's pivot a little bit because your birthday's coming in, in the middle of a playoff push, a big game for Portland. Portland coming off five games undefeated and three straight games where you've scored multiple goals in which you had half of those goals, Morgan Weaver. Offensively, what was what was the spark to sort of get the Thorns offense going? Yeah, I think, you know, all season we've been really working towards our offense, also defense. But I think for us offensively is we all have the fight and we all want to score. And honestly, for us, like we don't care who scores. It's just who's going to get that goal? Who's going to get us the lead? Who gets the assist? I think we're all just really happy about that. And so I think it's really cool and something special that this team has because we all want to win. And no matter how we do it, we're going to win. So it's really cool, I think. Yeah, it is really cool to kind of watch this team, um, uh, how that is such a balanced scoring and, and and people get goals across the board. You're you yourself personally, seven goals on the year, three assists. Uh, you really hit your stride with finding the back of the net and doing it consistently, which is a very difficult thing to you for like to do for anyone. What specifically part of your training helped improve and, and help you get more of those goals this year? Yeah, I think just being confident in myself, I would say, is the first thing. And I think also just putting more focus in the onto the back of the net, I guess, in practice. Um, for us, I think our forward coach, I would just call him our forward coach. But Mike, I think he does an amazing job of helping us and just finding little things. And I'm always communicating with him. And it's kind of funny to hear like the little things. He's like, if you just fix this one little thing, I think that will help. And so it's been really nice for me because it's just like that little extra push. And so it's been in the back of my head. And so it's been kind of nice to have him around. I, I just want to follow up on, on, on the last couple of questions because we're talking, we're throwing out numbers, talking about the goals that you're scoring, the offense clicking and, 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 the, and the thorn sort of hitting this, this stride going into the playoffs. How important is that to, to sort of have that, you know, the concept of peaking at the right time? you know, as you go into a semifinal against uh, Casey Curran here? I think it's going to be really cool. And I think we have peaked. You know, there are times where we obviously didn't perform where we wanted to. And I would say that it was a New Jersey game. You know, we were very upset about our performance and just how that went. So I think for us is that's kind of on the back of our shoulders right now. It's like we need to play better than that. And that game kind of haunts us a little bit. So like we know, you know, we have to perform better. And I think that's something cool for us because 
when that happens, I don't know, for at least for Portland, for us as a team, when we don't play well, we know. And then we're like, never that it's not going to happen again. And so I think that's something cool that we all have in the back of our heads. Nice. Focus. You love to hear. Let's let's talk about it a little bit. Because you mentioned, even though you're coaching, you did try to catch some of these quarterfinals. As, as you, we're looking ahead, Portland's preparing to, to face that San Diego Wave FC side. They defeated Chicago in extra time. Talking about chaos, right? We saw some of that happening over the weekend. Uh, for some of it that, that you did watch, uh, perhaps maybe even if it was highlights or just some of the takeaways, what, what was your uh, biggest takeaway out of that game? Yeah, I think, you know, San Diego and Chicago, both great teams, but for San Diego, I mean, they have two threats, Taylor and Alex up front. So I think that's their big thing is um, when Kaylin or Naomi get the balls, go long to Taylor and get it to Alex. So I think if we can stop those from happening, I think we have a pretty good chance. Yeah, I mean, you said it. It's Taylor. It's Alex. They get the ball to them. Uh, they do it incredibly well. And knowing this San Diego side very well as as a team in Portland and yourself, because you played them twice during the Challenge Cup, twice during the regular season. When you think about heading into another match with them and already understanding how they play against this Portland side when they line up, what what is the biggest focus for Portland looking at this match? I think our biggest focus is just being ourselves. I don't think, obviously you're going to worry about your opponent as well, but for us, it's just being Portland. It's what can we show up? How are we going to show up? What are we going to do to show up? How are these practices this week going to help us in this game? And I think that is the biggest thing because I think sometimes there's games where we're too focused on the opponent. And I think those are the games we haven't performed well enough. And I think this time we're focusing on ourselves. And I think that's something super special. Love that. In terms of the preparations this week, um, what what has sort of been the overall team vibe or or mindset this week in training? Uh, you know, particularly once the team found out that they would be facing San Diego. Yeah, I think everyone's excited. I mean, the last time we played San Diego, you know, we still have that haunting us a little bit because we didn't we didn't show up that well. We lost two zeros. So I think that's in the back of our heads. And I think we want to go out and we want to perform well and we want to win and we want to make it to the championship. And I think there's some things in everyone's ready to go. Like after yesterday's off day coming back today, I think everyone is ready, ready to fight. There was high energy at training today. And it was just a nice, easy day. So that was good to see. And everyone was happy to be back and be with each other. And I think, you know, with the international break, we haven't seen our internationals because they were gone. And it was just like, not the same without them. So it was kind of cool to have them gone because we we're actually able to focus on little things that mm-hmm. people wouldn't usually get what like with the big groups. So it was cool. Yeah, that is that is really nice. One of the themes that we've seen so far throughout these playoffs, just with the two matches last weekend, is that the fans are showing up this year. They are ready to rock when when you think back to home games this year at Providence Park, uh, playing for Portland. Um, Can you describe the atmosphere of stepping onto the pitch inside of a packed Providence Park? I mean, it's amazing. There's not much to say about it, but, you know, our fans show up for us. And I think there also has been a lot going on. And we understand that if people don't show up, but if they do, like, we really appreciate it. And we hope continuing more people come. And hopefully we get, honestly, Providence sold out. That would be so cool because 
we were actually talking about it today. I think it was a few years ago. They're talking about a playoff game where it was completely packed. Like every seat was sold out. And I was like, that would be so fun. Like I've never experienced it. Cause I mean, my first year in the league was the co- first COVID year. So I've never actually seen a completely full Providence park. So I would love that. I think it'd be so fun. Your Portland fans <laughs> in in the lead up uh, to this semifinal, you talked about how you are looking forward to sort of the environment around that because it's kind of going to be that first opportunity for you. And uh, looking at the roster, knowing that it's you, knowing that there's a Sophia, uh, a Sophia Smith on this roster, and we had a chat recently with Kate Delfava, and I just am looking at this like 2020 draft class Mm -hmm. and it's something about this 2020 draft class this year where they're just sort of kind of like I find find like they're sort of of breaking out a little bit in the season whether it's you know the two of you in in Portland we saw Zoe Morris and Nicola Steva didn't do really cool things and in Chicago obviously mentioning Kate Delfava what is it about you know sort of finally having these couple of seasons of, of professional soccer under your belt that has sort of allowed you to maybe take a look at your development and sort of say like hey this is where I want to take things next yeah I think honestly it started from last year um it was technically my first full year I, I honestly think last year was my rookie year it seems like because the first year of COVID, it just was that the Challenge Cup in Utah, it was very small. Then we had the fall series and then it was just like, we're done. So it was just very like nobody knew, obviously, because of COVID. So no one knew it was going to happen. And I think last year was my first full season. So it was kind of just like understanding like, OK, this is actually pretty long. Like, I got to make sure I'm healthy for the whole time, like all of that. And then I think this year I just want to change my game and not change my game, but I want to. I think there's times where I'm not myself and I like kind of get out of it. And I think I've really figured out mentally how to keep myself in track and in like focused enough. And so I think that's helped me a lot. And I've, you know, I have really good conversations with a lot of people that help me. And I've had some good conversations with Rianne and I told her where I want to take my game and where I want to be. So her support has helped a lot as well. Um, my agent, Spencer, he's someone that I talk to literally every other day if I need to. And so I'm, I'll like text him, I need to vent like, and I call him and I just tell him what I'm going through. And, you know, he's a great support system for me as well. So I think having a support system has been very helpful this year. Not saying I've never had it. I have, but I yeah. think I've just figured it out myself what I need. And so that helps. Nice. I think it's, as I, I think it's pretty evident that it's been uh, paying off for you. We talked about uh, closing out that regular season and then going into uh, the postseason here, which is that's what we're going to close out with. We're going to have a little bit of fun with this because we've been having these conversations with a, a number of players into their playoff matches. So for for you in the preparation for the semifinal, is uh, there a sort of post-training or post scrimmage, like go to meal that you have to have, or treat or beverage, and what is it and why? Post training, I don't know. It just kind of depends on the day. <laughs> like I feel like it also depends on the mood, like a craving. Yeah, 
Yeah, it does. Like sometimes I love like a smoothie. Like I love smoothies. So a good smoothie and it's been really warm lately. So a good smoothie has been really nice. There's a place in Portland that's called Kier and I get a smoothie from there. And then I get, it's called a mission bowl. It's like lettuce, avocado, um, what else? Like this like chipotle stuff on it. Oh, it's so, and then like beans. It's like a kind of like a salad, I guess. I don't know, but it's so good. And those days are the best, I think. What's so like when the- when you go for your smoothies, I want to know, are, are you like sticking with the same flavors every day or do you switch it up between like um, a protein heavy one versus a really berry one or like a mango? Mm-hmm. What's your strawberry taste? Okay, so depending on the day. So if we have Lyft, I'll do my protein shakes. Okay. Like I won't go and get a smoothie or something. I'll just go home and get my protein shake and do that. But if it was like a day where I was like, Ooh, I'm really craving a smoothie. I'll go to Kier, get my mission bowl, get a smoothie. It's like a pineapple, orange, banana, strawberry. And then I add coconut yogurt and ginger. And it is so good. Yum. That sounds really good. I'm over here like, it's, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's making me hungry now. Uh, same. <laughs> That's what we do here on Attacking Third. Make you so hungry, I guess. Talk about the cravings. Well, that sounds delicious <laughs> and delightful. And look, I hope you get to have that in the lead up to the semifinal. Whatever gets Morgan Weaver right ahead of the semifinal, that's what I want you to do. Uh, that to and some it. spaghetti. 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 I guess that's like... That's like the ultimate like carbo load kind of. Right. It's like a total everybody eats that. Like, (laughs) Do you add protein to it? Are we doing like meatballs, chicken, anything added on top or just like straight noodles and tomato sauce? No, it depends. So like there's like I've done a few different types. So I made this vodka pasta the other night and I was like, oh, this is so good. So I've stuck with that for a little bit. And then I'll add um, shredded, I mean, uh, turkey. I'll Mm -hmm. add like... uh, why can't I think of what it's called? I love a good vodka sauce. Like ground turkey? Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, ground turkey. I had a brain fart there. I'll add ground turkey to it or I'll do this sauce I found from Trader Joe's that I love. It's three cheese and then I'll add a little bit of turkey. But sometimes oh, I, I get know like exactly weird. what sauce we're talking about. Yes, it's, it's so, so good. good. Look, I'm such a <laughs> look, I'm such a Trader Joe ho. Like I'll absolutely like put myself on blast. I'm like, I know exactly. Trader Joe's what is you're the talking. best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you tried the brown sugar oat milk um, creamer? Uh, yes, I have. Uh, yes. My partner is also a big fan of Trader Joe's and we often have many things. We got like the spice chai, like concentrate as well. Like whenever we want to do like an oat milk kind of chai thing. It's their a- pizza. Okay. Their pizza dough though. We got look. We yes, the look. pizza I think, dough. I think what we're learning here is that we gotta figure out a way to get Morgan Weaver the Trader Joe plug. So listen, I love Trader Joe's. Yes, Trader Spencer, Joe's. Spencer, and like, if you're listening, let's work <laughs> on the Trader Joe plug. I usually either go to Trader Joe's and then I hate having to go to multiple grocery stores. But like you know, sometimes when you need like one thing and you're like Trader Joe's doesn't have it, I have to go to the other yeah. store. It makes yeah. me so angry. Oh. Yeah. Struggle. Struggle is real. Yeah. We all hit that. We all hit that moment when you're cruising the Trader Joe's and you're like, oh, I'm gonna have to go somewhere else. Darn. Yep. Happens. Not not everything can be perfect, right? Not (laughs) not even Trader Joe's. But look, we're very excited to watch the NWSL semifinals this weekend. We want to thank everybody 
for joining and listening along to the interview. Morgan, thank you so much for, for joining us on the show. Congrats on making it to the NWSL postseason and best of luck. Reminder to everyone that you can catch Morgan Weaver and the Portland Thorns against San Diego Wave FC on October 23rd. Thanks so much to Morgan Weaver for joining us. Now we have Naomi Girma of San Diego Wave FC. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are joined by San Diego Wave and United States Women's National Team Defender, number one draft pick in the 2022 NWSL Draft, MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Defender of the Year nominee, Naomi Girma. Welcome back to Attacking Third. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back after like a year. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. We were all literally just talking about it. Like we spoke with you. Uh, literally right after you were drafted by San Diego in December, we got to chat a little bit with you. You were actually overseas, I believe at the time um, yeah. with the event. So, so how are you? How are you feeling? Um, I do remember from that interview uh, specifically, one of the things we were chatting a little bit about was that you say that you were going to try to get some friends recommendations about like SoCal for like good uh. food spots, try them out. It's safe to say you've had a little bit of time there with San Diego, right? <laughs> Since we chatted in December. What are some of your, your go-to places now that you've had some time out there? I've got a few. Um, yeah, I definitely got, I have like a note in my phone and it's like recommendations and it's just like scrolling, scrolling. I haven't even hit all of them probably, but my favorites, I've got Barefoot Coffee. It's like close to our facilities, close to my apartment. Um, and it's just like a good study spot, nice place to go read a book. Um, and then like, I mean, there's just so many good spots for Mexican food. It's like hard to pick one. It's yeah. really like what area I'm in. I'm like, I'll just go mm -hmm. to one, but I like, um, I like Karina's a lot. That's been like my recent go-to. Okay. I with all the, it. with all the Mexican spots, is there like when, if any of the ones that you hit up, is there like a typical cuisine that you're going to go to? Is it going to be more like an actual plated dinner, like enchilada style type of, of meal, or are you just going to keep it simple with tacos? Usually tacos or a burrito. Yeah, yeah. that's the go-to. Can't go wrong <laughs> with either of those. I mean, yeah. honestly, they sound delicious no matter what you're going for. I'm glad you've gotten to try a lot of the different foods. You've got your list, depending on where you are specifically in the city to hit up. But first full season for you on the pitch in San Diego, in the NWSL as a professional. Um, and it's been different than the college side. And you talked to us about this, understanding that it was going to be more physical. The speed of play was going to be a lot faster. The talent of the players around you was going to be 
elevated, um, increasingly elevated. And watching you this year, you just handled it so seamlessly. Was What was something this year that maybe you weren't expecting to, but you learned stepping into the professional game? Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's so different from the college game. And I think I knew that going in, but, um, you know, you can prepare for it, but once you're in it, I think you always have to adjust. So, um, I think just like we had a six week preseason period, which was like really, I think great for all players just to like ramp up and like prevent injury and things like that. But I think especially for rookies coming in, it's like great to get in with the team and kind of understand the style of play and, you know, the level that we're expected to play at now. Um, Let's see what has surprised me. Um, I don't know. I guess I think uh, something that's at least for San Diego, that's like happily surprised me is like the support we've gotten in our first year has been like absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, we talked about how like SoCal is kind of a soccer hub in the U S and I've known that, but I think just to see, how much support the NWSL has gotten in like in our first game at Snapdragon and our, and even in our playoff game. Um, yeah, I think that's been like the, the coolest thing about, um, just being a pro now. And I think especially being our first year in San Diego, I think it's just great for us to just keep building upon this every year. Yeah. The fans, they show up, they show out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've represented quite well uh, yeah. this year, no matter the facility, quite frankly, it's been really, really cool to see and cover and witness uh, something else really cool for you uh, in this season is you've, you've spent a lot of time with the U S women's national team uh, throughout the duration of your first pro season in NWSL uh, making your return in April, staying on, with the roster for CONCACAF W championship um, and most recently the friendlies that took place in, in Europe for you personally, what, what do you feel has been maybe like your, your biggest uh, development for you with, with your time specifically with, with the national team? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's been an honor to be in this year and I think it's, it's like a goal for me. So something I want to keep building on. Um, Yeah. I think just now training at, that level day to day in a pro environment makes the transition into camp and then back to club um, a lot more smooth for me. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's just like confidence wise, speed of play, um, just kind of knowing that I'm training on that level and being able to, I mean, camp is another intensity, but being able to, you know, bring it when I get there and know that I can drive the level. It's not just me trying to keep up with it um, is something that's huge for me. So yeah, I think just having that environment day to day has made a huge difference for me. We've seen that difference translate from uh, April when you were called up and really translate back into the league playing with San Diego because under wave head coach, Casey Stoney, um, she has a big emphasis on defense. She's told us that we've had her on the pod. We, we know that's a big point of emphasis. Um, and she relied on you a lot this year. And as a a rookie to be that constant presence at center back next to a rotation of players around you. And ultimately you ended up wearing the captain's armband for the San Diego wave team. Can you describe your arc at San Diego under Casey Stoney from the start of preseason until wearing the captain's armband and heading into the postseason? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I came in just like excited to play under her, play with the team. Um, and I feel like 
that's still the same. Like, I feel like I'm still learning so much and that's been like a great kind of journey for me this season. Um, but I think, I think a big thing for me was just like building confidence, um, and, um, you know, just like establishing myself at a pro level. And, um, I think it's important to do that, like thinking about yourself first, and then you can like expand on, you know, being a leader and things like that. And I think that's something that Casey has always emphasized, um, but to all players and to me, just like, um, you know, trying to be a leader and developing those skills, especially, um, like, it doesn't matter if you're a rookie or you've been in the league for however many years, it's like anyone can be a leader on our team. And I think that's really special. And I think that, you know, kind of makes us unique in this league, but, um, yeah, it was an honor to wear, um, the armband and, um, yeah, I think it just means a lot to me that she has that trust in me, that my teammates have that trust in me. Um, and we've been able to make it this far. (laughs) It is such an honor. How did you find out about it? Who told you? How was the conversation? Kind of describe that for us. Um, Well, we have a leadership group, so it's been like it usually goes throughout that. But um, yeah, I saw it in my locker when I got to the game. Surprise. (laughs) (laughs) What an awesome surprise. (laughs) Does that ever add like a layer of like, nerves like ahead of a game though like you're just like oh okay like this is the energy we're we're bringing today <laughs> I don't think so I think um I mean like I said everyone you know can step up and be captain or, or leader and um like I think we have a lot of players who you know fill a leadership role um and yeah I mean Casey before the game was just like just play like yourself, play your normal game. Like it's like, and I think that's what I did. And um, that's what I try to do when, what, no matter what the circumstances. Is that the best surprise you've ever found in your locker room? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've had some like snacks and stuff. So. Yes. I would imagine that like the snacks get thrown in there, but like, Hey, the captain's arm man. I'm sure no, that's I'm up just there. Kidding. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> No, no, I love that. Like snacks, Trump, and armband. I love that from you. That's yeah, fantastic. Uh, the journey continues uh, for you, Naomi. You've been uh, you've been nominated not just for one, not just two, but three uh, end of year awards: MVP, Rookie of the Year, and Defender of uh, the Year. What was your reaction when you saw that that you were uh, a finalist and not just one, but but three different categories? Um, I don't know. I mean, I was like, obviously it's a huge honor. I was like surprised. I was like excited. Um, yeah, all of it. And I, yeah, I mean, I think it's been great that, you know, Alex, Kaylin, Casey have all been nominated for awards too. And I think it just kind of shows, um, just the impact we've been able to make, you know, not only like in San Diego or in our community, just like on the league in our first year. And I think, we said that at the beginning of the year, like that's always been the goal. Um, and yeah, I think it's just exciting that, you know, people are up for individual awards, but, you know, we're focused on semifinal and hopefully the final coming up in this weekend. I love the focus. You're always locked in and, and you are on the pitch defensively, always locked in um, because offensively you have players like Alex Morgan and Taylor Korniak that work so well together and can combine. And I was a defender in college. And one of my favorite parts was 
being able to see the entirety of the field. And for you as a center back, you have that great visual vantage to see everything that's happening. And when you're watching um, your forwards, specifically Alex Morgan, Taylor Korniak, what is it about their relationship and, and partnership on the field that works so well? I mean, they've played together for a few years now. So I think they kind of have that chemistry and it's like, you know, if I feel like they're always reading each other um, and gets us a lot of goals, I'm like, good job guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great to see. And I think, um, yeah, I think everyone who's kind of stepped into those attacking roles has made a huge difference for us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 